Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Real Life Benicia D. How are you, my beautiful sister? Hello, my love. I'm well. Can you hear me fine? I can hear you fine. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Your energy has always been so brilliantly um, infused with so much love and positivity. I had to have you on. Oh, Um, awesome. (laughs) Tell my guests who you are and how we know each other. I always let my listening audience know um, how I met. Um, each of my guests that are on my show. So um, give us a little briefing about who you are. Well, okay, so my name is Farah. I am a mom to a 12-year-old. I am a divorcee. Is that how you say it? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just sounds so weird as you say it, you know? Um, we met years ago in a group yes and it was it was an awesome group i don't know what happened to it all i know is that i no longer got notifications or i think i did and uh but we became friends outside of the group and we just became facebook friends and it's been like i've seen your life you've pretty much seen mine as the years progressed and so yeah that's that's pretty much it with me because there's yeah. nothing really to tell. <laughs> no, she um we met through this group and um you know in a group there's always different dynamics and different personalities and right. you, know, you click yeah. with who energy um matches yours and of course you click with your tribe. Yeah, so we clicked and it was like she's my soul sister we've never mm-hmm. seen each other before right but we were close we were close we were close we were really really close but right the next time she come to houston we're hanging out oh that's definitely that's definitely absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um y'all i'm a i'm a little emotional tonight because um i lost someone near dear to my heart um in this season of love drought so my emotions are all over the place but i know that he would want me to do my show right and as they say in show business the show show must go on on. absolutely (laughs) It, it must go on so um let's get right into um these questions you know everyone has a love drought um whether it's spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, we've all been in that drought. Mm-hmm. And um or either sexually, you know, some people think that a love drought is something sexual, but mm-hmm. those are people who are not in tune with life and reality. You know, right. life is bigger than sex. It is. People, sex is only three percent. The ninety-seven mm-hmm. the other ninety-seven percent is energy communication. Understanding. Right. It's the energy, like, man, if your energy is off, everything is off. I can't even get stimulated because your energy is all Right, right. And so, you know, you, you um, when people think about love drought and they're thinking about sex, that 3%, it's because they haven't really evolved. They haven't really experienced life to actually use it in that sense that you need love from all aspects and not just one and even if you're just doing it and feeling a connection with sex 
you still feel empty afterwards because it wasn't supposed to be the base. No. And you're, what do you, and I always, like, I tell people, like, what do you do after the sex is over with? Right. Your your vessel is still empty because this mm-hmm. person isn't pouring into you as you would want them to. So people don't believe that when they lay down with people, they also lay down with other people that mm-hmm. lay down Yes. Yes. Those are soul ties, and mm-hmm. we've all experienced soul ties before. Yeah. You, you know, I've, I've experienced a soul tie, um, um, and it's not a fun feeling when you are in that rapture of feeling everyone else's emotions and feelings. It's because mm-hmm. you didn't take time to sit down and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't think this is a good idea. Right. So now I'm, I'm very aware of that. I'm glad you said that. And mm-hmm. how you broke that down because a lot of people truly don't understand mm-hmm. that because they haven't evolved. I mean, Tevin Campbell once said, Nothing come to dreamers but dreams. Mm-hmm. Sitting around a little boat where everyone else is down the street, nothing come from mm-hmm. talk but talkers. Yes. And, you know, and that's what I I I go by energy. So mm-hmm. if yes. if I if I call you my friend or if I call you my brother, it's because you spiritually connected to me and if I laid down with you then and if I spiritually laid down with you mm-hmm. it's because I manifested something in the future for you and I and it's going that probably go over a lot of that goes over that goes over the heads and you don't realize the um I remember my 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 I think it was my dad that actually said it and it stuck with me throughout life. And, you know, um, you know, he is, you know, no longer on this plane. Mm-hmm. However, he said to me that you're going to come across people that are going to be older than you, who are going to be younger than you, and they're all going to be younger than you mentally. Mm-hmm. So your growth and you're going to be so disappointed in a lot of people because you expect people to be at the same level mentally as you. Oh. And that really, he told me that I was all of nine years old. And I remember a lot of what my father said to me because um, I remember he was the one who sat me down about religion and he told me that I should choose my own path. My dad was a Sabbath, seven-day Adventist, and my mom's side of the family was Jehovah's Witnesses. And they will pull me as if I was a rag doll. So I never got to enjoy my weekends because I was constantly in two different churches talking about two different things, worshiping two different entities that to me didn't feel like they really existed it was just people trying to find someone to feel validated and so he saw just the displacement in me and told me to choose my own path and i choose spirituality and i did not choose religion because religion puts you in this box and it tells you to play by these rules. And I just completely believe that our energy is not made to be put in boxes and to play by rules. 
So I listened to a lot of what he said and he told me that I am a lot more mature and I want a lot of things that a lot of people don't want at the age that I am, no matter where I am. So either I will have to go extremely, maybe someone, maybe two or three years older or someone who is already dead and gone. Mm. That um, was very deep. Mm-hmm. Um, with me, with my religion, you know, my father is a pastor. Mm-hmm. Mama dear was, um, she was the mother of the church. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a seer. Mm-hmm. And, um, my grandmother was very powerful and um and i always tell people that i didn't inherit my gift of seeing things Mm -hmm. until i was 12 years old when my grandmother moved in with me Mm -hmm. this was the same grandmother at 10 years old that told me that peach Make sure you have your own because a man mm-hmm. can get up and leave you and you won't have nothing. In a heartbeat. She prophesied that to me at 10 mm-hmm. years old because she was preparing me for the divorce that I will encounter. Right. Um, 20 right. years. I was 10. So 20 years later, mm-hmm. um, she was she prepared me for that. So mm-hmm. and she always told me I was born with a veil over my eyes. Mm-hmm. I was always different. And I knew this. Mm-hmm. You know when you're different from everyone yes. else. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, I'm not gonna argue with you and force a religion on you because religion is man-made. Exactly. The only thing I can tell you is I know God. I know mm-hmm. the real God. I know the God that created right. all the stars in the moon, the universal God, the God that lives in us. And and right. if you don't know that you are lost 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 they literally came into this world no matter how wide they open their physical eyes they are still closed because their mind is completely closed off to anything that you know it's like you know when they say that you got a lot of book smarts but you got no street smarts and a lot of a lot you know and I look at my sister who's highly religious and I tell her I said you know you're reading this book and this book was not even created for you it's not created to benefit you it was created to make sure that you um that you stayed in line Mm. of the rules that were created in that book and a lot of um Black people don't realize that they are the real Israelites, but you know, that's another story for another day, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for another Mm -hmm. continent and another time, because a lot of people will be like, you know, um, and and I tell people that a lot of those words they took from Kemet, and I was like, Mm -hmm. what is Kemet? I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, Kemet is a place (laughs) in Egypt Mm -hmm. where black people dwelled and ruled dynasties Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) the greek god zeus was based on an african god so um people are you know i've always been the type of person that always was viewed as weird because i spoke things differently and i see things differently and i read things differently yeah i expressed yeah so when you express things differently you are like an odd god oh um, yeah to your peers and to your family and that causes you to be in a little drought as well because you're you're Mm -hmm. searching for people to understand you as much as you understand them there's someone that um i was 
I dated in high school and we've always had this this connection um or whatever but I could feel anything regarding him anything mm-hmm. whether he's sad whether he's frustrated whether he's with another woman mm-hmm. or whether he's happy or whether he's drinking I feel it all Mm-hmm. And he and when I call him out and tell him those things, he's like, There she go with this psychic stuff. But yeah, you know. <laughs> but it's the acknowledgement when he says it. It's almost an acknowledgement when he says, There you go with that, because you're speaking the truth. It's it's um it's 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 a spiritual thing that people must learn to come into mm-hmm. grips with not a religion but a spiritual right. thing if you sit down and you sit still long enough the universe will teach you but you got to be willing to learn and i was like what is the universe god isn't the universe god is the universe because god created mm-hmm. the universe and people are just so people are in a love drought mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't even know that they're in a love they drought don't even know it they think yeah, that everything is in their life is perfect and is going smoothly and they're missing a key ingredient mm-hmm. and it's it's sad because I try to open up people's eyes with different mm-hmm. perspectives and different views because I have everyone on from different backgrounds different religions mm-hmm. because I'm one of those people I can learn from anyone mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge you on your beliefs because those are your beliefs and I always tell people if that gives you peace at night mm-hmm. keep doing it if you're right. not out here killing raping and destroying you know, black people are just enjoy, uh, destroying people in general or raping mm-hmm. women keep that keep that God that you serve that peaceful God that serves you Right. keep that God because I always tell people God never leaves us we mm-hmm. leave God Right. And I know I'm standing in the midst of this drought. And I know for a fact, I'm like, God, I need you. I need you because I've lost so much, God, but I'm still, I'm still standing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm still standing. And when you're still standing, you know that you, you serve a greater purpose. And, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what you go through, you know, you've endured some stuff over life and in life. and. Mm-hmm. And, and you wonder like why am I going through this but it never was for you right yeah you're absolutely right it either wasn't for me it wasn't my time to receive um, and it wasn't my time to give uh, you know I always have this theory about this life that we find the beauty in it but not until we see all the ugliness that's when we appreciate the beauty and i said but this lasts very very it's a very short ride Mm -hmm. and when i tell people like i feel like i'm a part of your tribe and i feel like you're a part of my tribe it's because outside of this this shelf life that we have, whether it be from one year old to 99, we never quite seem to make it to 99, but we have that range. We may, it may expire before then, but feel deep down inside that we get to do this many times. They call a lot of us old souls. Um, we've done this plenty of times. Um, when we lose a loved one 
in the life that we are currently in, we mourn them because we won't be able to see them on this plane, but we can still feel them. Exactly. And so we we kind of say, you know what? I'll see you later. And we mean it. Mm-hmm. Truth is we mean it because I tell... I tell my my ex-husband, he has a girlfriend and she is very fearful of a lot of things that might take her life. And I said, hold on, none of us make out of this alive. We don't get out of here alive. We come out of here with experiences. And so we come back and we get to see each other again. Or we, when we expire, we see each other again and we say, hey, you're about to take this ride again? Like, yeah, I'll give it a try again. I know it has its ups and downs, but you know what? It's not a it's not a long ride. So I'm gonna do this again. Time is the most valuable commodity mm-hmm. that you don't yes. get back. Um, the late yeah. great Tina Marie, you know, I, mm-hmm. I love her. She has this song called Deja Vu. Mm-hmm. I've been here before. Mm-hmm. She says, um, you don't get it right. If you don't get it right, you'll mm-hmm. be here again and again and again until you right. get it right. And people right. just, she was speaking, she was like a a prophetess. She mm-hmm. was speaking truth because if you, have you ever been at a place and you were like, oh, wait a minute, I, I've been here. I've been I, here before. Yeah. I've been Absolutely. Here. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been here and, and you know, but those that are in tune with God like I always said no matter how flawed you are yes if you're walking with God mm-hmm. you you, yes. you know you know oh my god this is so deep tonight this conversation <laughs> is much needed um much needed it's Absolutely. healing up he- healing of my soul as well mm-hmm. because um I am like I said I am mourning a love that mm-hmm. I loved um right and I I told you, you know, I poured out to you what mm-hmm. it was like with Shelby and I. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've always been transparent and it was days that we didn't talk. Right. Because, I mean, I don't believe in blowing up people from, I believe. No, I don't. Talk, <laughs> right. If you want to talk to me, you'll talk to me. If I want to talk to you, I'll talk to you. And, you know, and he, he told me he loved me. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm like, I love you as well. He called me. I seen death on him. I knew he was going to die because death was right there. And I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen death before. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to share something with my listening audience tonight as well as you. Because a lot of people, they really don't believe that <laughs> there's two worlds. Oh, absolutely. And I have a story after you have a story. There, yeah, there, there's, there's two word, uh, two worlds, and mm-hmm. uh, my late mother. It'll be seven years, mm-hmm. August nineteenth, and you all, please understand me. I am speaking when I, when I was in a spiritual realm, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a difference between being in a, um, a, um, a, 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 a manifesting world mm-hmm. than. Um, being in can you you hold for one moment I'm sorry that was that's okay (laughs) 
that was my my earth tone daughter who's very aware of life and everything she's very brilliant and I think Mm -hmm. um my mom in 2013 December 2013 December 13 2013 God allowed me to be in a field of uh barely wheat I call Mm -hmm. that that was my spiritual drought that I was in Mm -hmm. and I was in this this field of wheat the sun was blazing and it was a beautiful sun like it was almost as if you can touch the sun right Mm -hmm. the sun was sitting there and it was and it was a cool breeze and God said I'm gonna call her home I said Mm -hmm. okay and it's one thing to be told in the Mm -hmm. spirit because Mm -hmm. remind you all we are in two different worlds Mm-hmm. It's two worlds. You have the spiritual world, mm-hmm. then you have the fleshly world. And mm-hmm. life takes on a different meaning when you're in the fleshly world. Oh, absolutely. And um, so fast forward 2014, my mom took sick. I, I was a manager at an oil and gas company. I was mm-hmm. like, I was a manager there and I was doing, I thought I was on top of the world. Right. My mom took sick and and in my spirit, I knew that I wasn't meant to stay at that job. So I told him, I don't know who holds the keys to your tomorrow, but I know that God holds mine. I quit. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, you quit your high paying job. I I sure did. And I lived off my savings um, right. until it was time. But one night when my mom was laying in St. Joseph Hospital, I had just left out the chapel from praying. Mm-hmm. Go in my mom's room and I lay down because I was exhausted because she was in the hospital for two and a half months mm-hmm. with um, dealing with colon cancer. Right. cancer. Mm-hmm. And the angel of death came in my mother's room. Mm-hmm. And I seen the angel of death coming in trying to take my mother. Mm-hmm. I couldn't move because it had a hold on me where yes. I couldn't move. And my grandmother always told me that power is always in me and whenever I need it just call on God's name mm-hmm. and I was like God I can't move but God help my mother I don't want my mother to leave right now God and I called mm-hmm. on God's name and I was released my mm-hmm. mother was released and then a sparrow landed on my mother's bed and mm-hmm. looked at me a sparrow and mm-hmm. this is in the hospital when I seen this. You know, people probably like, what the hell? She's like, it's real. It's real. It's absolutely real. And the ones who say, hey, what are you talking about? It's, you know, they're, they, it's, it's a block. It's a block. And just like how they have the, the, the one, is it the one or the 2% mm-hmm. um, who rules the population? versus the 98 or the 99% who are just the worker bees. And so you have a lot of closed eyes, closed mind people because that's exactly how they're programmed to be. And people do not believe that. You know, they mm-hmm. they they don't they didn't believe that. My grandmother knew. My mm-hmm. grandmother oh my grandmother I can I can feel my grandmother right now. Like by me I can feel her spirit. Right. My grandmother knew. My grandmother mm-hmm. knew. My grandmother knew a lot of things that I would see um, in these visions because, like I said, I inherited at 12 years old my grandmother's gifts of mm-hmm. seeing things like <laughs> people wouldn't believe what you truly know 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would think that you are just one cuckoo over the cuckoo's nest. And sometimes it's because they don't know because they don't want to know. And you got to open up your mind and your spirit. Tell me about your experience. Uh, you know, listen, I got to tell you, it's it's what you experience is 100% true. And there's going to be a lot of people who find it unbelievable because they are closed. And, you know, you, you're not going to spend your life explaining to them how this is very possible and how this is very true because they're literally looking at you with their fingers in their ears. They don't want to believe anything that, but these are the same ones that will open up a book and read verses and chapters and tell you that what your experiences are completely fabricated. But look in this book here, in this Holy Bible, look what it says. And you're looking at them going, I'm telling you that I'm going through this and I've seen this. And you're saying, because I'm a mere human, like all these others, I can't have these experiences. Um, uh, I've had, you know, from, I gotta say, I was, I was fairly young the first time I saw a spirit attack my dad. And uh, at the time I grew up on the islands. And when I say Jamaica, I have to say Jamaica, Jamaica and not Jamaica, Queens, New York. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I remember my uncle had visit from Boston and I was about seven years old. And um, my dad and my uncle were sleeping in the same room. And throughout the house, my dad had this humongous house because he was a musician and, you know, you know, the artists, you know, in those days, and I'm talking about like the early, early eighties, um, had these big houses and all these things. And in my, I remember hearing doors and windows clattering and I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, I come out of my room and it's me and my sister, one of my sisters in a room and I come out and I hear it extremely loud and my brothers are hauling butt down the stairs and people are coming up the stairs and we're trying to figure out where all this is coming from. And we looked and we saw that it was my dad's room and the door is it's locked but you hear it as if someone is banging or there is a gust of wind that is almost like a hurricane wind and i remember my oldest brother um and my other brother because i have 40 something siblings and um but it wasn't all of us in the house together it was just maybe about 10 of us in the house at the time and my oldest brother and my my second oldest brother pried open the door and it was like every time they moved it an inch it just slammed on them so they actually fought got it open and you saw all of these this this these spirits just above my father and my uncle and they were both paralyzed on the bed mm-hmm. my first experience uh seeing that and ever since then I saw it all the time. And um, I remember my one of my brothers going downstairs, getting water, coming back upstairs, putting water in his mouth and making sure that he's spewing the water as my other brother is saying a chant. Mm-hmm. And 
I was scared because though I was raised on an island in the Caribbean, I was born in New York. I was born in Harlem and I went down there at a very early age. I went down at two and I didn't come back here until I was seven, eight. So I saw that my eyes widened because I've never experienced anything like that before. And ever since then, I was able to experience people as they were leaving this life. And you're able to see the good and bad in people. Mm-hmm. And people don't believe when they approach you, especially mm-hmm. a lot of men and mm-hmm. women too, when they try to approach you and mm-hmm. you, you're cordial, but you see them. And because mm-hmm. you see them, you already know that you are protected by the shield. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you, you cannot allow those those spirits to come near you because mm-hmm. God has already surrounded you with grace and mercy. Yes. Um, yes. In, in this love drought, um, mm-hmm. I got something else to tell everyone. Um, I was in two car wrecks in one weekend. Oh I, I tell people this May 14th, um, I was going to visit a friend, kid ran the stop sign. He hit me so hard. And I had just had this Jetta. I just got the Jetta last. No, not the Volkswagen. Yeah, but I got a new one. I got a Passat now. (laughs) (laughs) I got an all black Passat now. Oh, yay. Fully loaded. God is good. That's Uh, awesome. But but last year, before that accident, I was in another accident where this guy ran into me. And before the guy ran into me, Mm -hmm. the spirit of God said, Mm And people might not believe this, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. And I can only tell my truth. God said, you're about to get hit, mm-hmm. but you're going to be fine. Right. The guy ran into me so hard. Boom. Pushed me all the way inside of the Walgreens parking lot. Mm. All the airbags exploded. Mm-hmm. I was so shaken up. I knew I was going to be fine because God told me you're going to be fine. Right. God said, you're about to get hit, but you're going to be fine. Right. I got hit. Um, This lady opened the door for me and Mm -hmm. I, I, because I couldn't get out the car, but yeah, that was one. Mm -hmm. The second accident, you know, because this, this is a love drop. You know, you're a Mm -hmm. love drop can be a spiritual warfare against you. Mm -hmm. No weapon formed against you. It might, it might form, but it won't prosper. So walking, when you, like I said, no matter how flawed we are, Mm-hmm. When you know God and God is walking with you because we're not walking with God. God is walking with us. Um, right. No matter how flawed you are, that protection, that armor of God keeps you. This kid ran to stop sign. My car mm-hmm. almost flipped over and it was about to flip over, but it mm-hmm. was a gush of wind mm-hmm. that put me back on four wheels and pushed me inside the parking lot. <laughs> I came out with no scrape, no nothing. Right. I, was, I, I, I was shaking up mm-hmm. uh, on that. And then um, my son was taking me to get a car, a rental mm-hmm. car. This girl ran into us. Mm-hmm. Bam! Now that accident is the one that messed up my neck and my ankle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm still standing. Um, right. Praise God, I'm still st- I'm still standing. Um, mm-hmm. she she hit us and someone hit her. It was three car mm-hmm. accident, and it was a baby in the third car. Mm-hmm. We all walked away. 
God's right. grace and mercy. So a love yeah. drought can be a spiritual drought. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be in a, a because you know the enemy know that you are here for a reason to share right. your story, to enlighten people, to open up people's eyes so they can truly see who they are, so they can get to their journey in this life. Mm-hmm. And the enemy knows that, but the enemy does not want you to teach because we are teachers. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And the enemy does not want you to teach. Mm-hmm. They want you to be blinded, deaf, and not understand the true meaning, the power, the power that dwells right. within it's it's amazing you know people need to know who they truly are who their ancestors are because when they leave this earth mm-hmm. they come back to guide us guide us and watch over us absolutely us. let me tell you i remember i used to run track as a kid and uh um my dad told me to give it up and i said why <laughs> I remember I cried and I cried and I cried. And he said, you have to give it up. He goes, you never win. And I said, but I get to the finish line before everybody else. And he said, and you wait at the finish line so everybody else can catch up to you so you can cross together. I said, what's the problem with that? And he said, that's not what the world is about here. He said, that's not what the world is about here. And it affected me because I realized that I wanted people to be on the same level as me, everybody. I didn't want it to be higher than anybody. I wanted everybody to be exactly where I am so they can see the beauty that I'm seeing at the time I'm seeing it. And um, so I, I, you know, I find that, you know, we, we, we are starved we are starved as um our love drought is that starvation we want people to see the same things and experience it the same way uh-huh. and look at us and have these conversations and you know it's it's that you know being reciprocal you know and um but when he said you can't do that here not here, not on this, not on this plane, not on this. Here, it's different um, because even though we're teachers, um, we hold something that a lot of people don't, and it's just that being special, that being aware of everything, not just what's in front of you, what's behind you, what's inside you, what's behind you. We are so aware. We are empaths and we feel when people need us to make themselves feel better. It's almost like you go to the gas station and you gas up your car. You never turn to the gas pump and say, thank you. You just get in your car and you go. It served its purpose. So a lot of us have been pretty much been depleted. We are givers, we are nurturers. You know, we wanna make sure that everyone is okay, but we're not okay. That's right. Because we have so many people, we're giving so much and they're just taking. And it was it's never in their mind to say, let me give back what has been given to me. 
It's they say that it's always it's better to give than to receive. No, it's better to give and receive. I like things to be reciprocal. I don't want to give and then completely give and give completely of myself and receive nothing because then I'm depleted. I had um my good sister Carlicia on mm-hmm. and um we talked about that and I told her that I'm so tired of pouring Mm-hmm. pouring and pouring into a empty glass mm-hmm. a I glass said, with no bottom no bottom it's it's like you're pouring and you're you're trying to pour love into them and you're trying mm-hmm. to pour understanding and wisdom and self-aware you're pouring everything god gave you into them and they're not even much acknowledging the glass or even the pour right and 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 it's um it's hurtful at times because Mm -hmm. the things that people have done to me pharaoh i would have never done it to another person never i would have never made a person feel less than Mm -hmm. or unwanted Mm -hmm. i would never lead someone on i i i i have been mistreated Mm-hmm. I have been lied on. I have been abused. I have been mm-hmm. raped. Mm-hmm. I I have been physically raped, spiritually mm-hmm. raped, mm-hmm. mentally raped, mm-hmm. financially raped in a drought. Mm-hmm. And after all of those things that I've endured, I've been lied on. I've been cheated, but I still keep pouring. Right. And I still keep pouring. And I know that the hurt of others is coming from a place where they never knew how to love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they never knew it. They never knew how to love and people think that love is diamond rings and fur coats and nice bags and shoes. I like yeah. all that, but I always say none of that none of that matters to me matters. because mm-hmm. I need to see. Let me feel your soul. Let yes. me see. Let me look in your spirit. Let me see you. Yes. When you're all dressed up and you dressed up for this world to see you, but they're not seeing you because I see you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so hurtful that I, this this great proverb. Mm-hmm. What um what does a man gain if he loses himself by gaining the whole world? Mm. Mm. Yeah. What what do yeah. we, what do a woman gain by by herself and, and you know and I I look at our beautiful sisters and mm-hmm. I see how they go and get their butts done. Mm-hmm. They put implants in their boobs and in their mm-hmm. mouth, and they put all this shit in their body mm-hmm. that is not even ordained ordained by the universe. You are trying to appease the world by weakening yourselves, mm-hmm. weakening your spirit. Because if a man can't see you, right. for you, you can have the best body in the world and you can pay all that money for all mm-hmm. that. And he mm-hmm. still won't see you. He right. still won't see you. You have to love you. You got to start from within. 
that hurt, that pain mm-hmm. that you're trying to fix. Um, that was a song I I, I can't. Um, it was by Beyonce, mm-hmm. and she says, "Pretty hurts." Mm-hmm. Oh, of course it does. Of course it does. You know, it, it's it's really sad because it does hurt, and um, uh, I I've you know I've been taken advantage of um, because people see you and they put this they they've created this whole story about you mm-hmm. and you know it's like once they've experienced you it's almost as if it was a conquest mm. and they go about their business and you're left depleted um you know you i i rarely go out i rarely go out because it's just not my scene. One, it was never before COVID, and it's definitely not going to be during, and it's definitely not after. Um, I like my energy. And if I go into a room with all these mixed energies, it makes me feel uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I would, you know, I remember I was working for a company, and this guy went out of his way to try and meet me. And I remember I was sitting at a table and someone brought him over, introduced him to me. And we started to have a conversation and he said, I've been wanting to meet you. And I said, why? And he said, because I always see you around. You always have a smile on your face. You just light up the room. Okay. And I said, okay, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. And so we started to talk and his interests and mine were clashing. And you saw him just completely lose interest. And then I was just like, I said, you see how quick that passed? And he looked at me, he was like, what? I said, you see how quick that passed? I said, I can tell in your eyes that you were no longer interested because our interests clashed. And so you were trying to find a way out. I said, you can actually take your leave. I won't be offended. No. And that's so... Please leave before you do damage. Please leave before you do damage. People and, don't and they don't get that. They no. don't get that. No, they there don't. Was, there was this guy. Um, and we reconnected. Um, mm-hmm. with someone from my past. And we we connected on, on levels, you know, intimacy level. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always known him. I've known his spirit. I can always tell, like, the same guy I mentioned earlier in the mm-hmm. podcast. Well, he's, he he just stopped in midair. He stopped communicating, stopped mm-hmm. texting me, um, stopped calling. And I'm like, what's going on? Right. And I felt in my spirit it was another woman, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I told him, mm-hmm. I said, if you feel mm-hmm. that you found someone else better than me, mm-hmm. my 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 only wish is that you be happy. Right, right, right. I don't understand why it's such a hard thing for people to just admit, um, you know, because it the table just doesn't shift 
in seconds. It takes a while and it takes the thought it takes. It starts out with conversation. Then it, it takes the turn to the thoughts and then it's the manifestation of what's going to happen with you and the other person. And, you know, it, I always find it very comical when someone tells me it's not about that person or it's not that I'm, you know, interested in this person or it's not that this is going to happen with me and this person again, however their relationship were. I always find that once you have to say that, that was your true intention. And we all know that once you start to try to make that a non-factor, that's the biggest factor. And so we kind of, you know, I don't think, I, I think they believe men and some women in, 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 in particular, they feel as if their words hold a lot of weight. And it does. And it's, it doesn't and it's funny because when they when a lot of people find out about one of my lo- love languages which is words of affirmation they get it twisted they're very skewed it's not what you say it's your actions that follows that i'm interested in so i like that you tell me these things but if your actions aren't that then guess what you're just a talker that's it and you've just talked your way out of something and you know there is no there is no no well we can make this no you please exit stage left i feel that a fool tears down something great before it could even get started that's a fool that's a fool someone because they're comfortable they have their comfort zone. You know what I mean? If your misery is your comfort zone, you will try your very best to stay in misery just so you don't have to try. It's it's so amazing how people don't get that you can feel everything before they even utter a single word. They don't realize that empath mean a lot more things. No, I can't read your mind. I can feel your vibe. Your energy. I feel and see your energy, your frequency. I can feel everything. So, and it's mm -hmm. magnetic. It's like a moth to a flame. Mm -hmm. A person once told me that I will always have a piece of their heart. Mm -hmm. And you see that induendo? A piece of your heart. As a grown woman at 42 years old, why Mm -hmm. would I want a a piece of your of heart. heart as if you over here just giving it out like it's dinner at, 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 at the table and everyone gets a piece of it no that's not what I require I'm like uh, you. that is the most childish shit I've I, ever heard in my life I was so angry with myself mm-hmm. because when a person shows you who they were, whether it be younger mm-hmm. or older, mm-hmm. believe me, a wolf never changes. A sheep never changes their clothes. Mm-hmm. That person hurt me so bad in this drought mm-hmm. that I questioned 
did this person ever really love me as if I loved them? Because I would have never done that. And mm-hmm. then all the stuff that I was going through, not, are you okay? Mm-hmm. I just want to know if you're okay. But mm-hmm. here I am. I'm sending me, are you okay? How's, how's your family? Is everything mm-hmm. okay with you? Give it to God. Trust God. But you're out here in this world and you're 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 not even much in the spiritual world you mm-hmm. out here in this in this this second world and mm-hmm. you dancing with these spirits that that sees you as prey and the mm-hmm. one person that was sent to you by god mm-hmm. to pray for you mm-hmm. yeah you decided that they wasn't good enough for you right that's hurtful and, of course. and you learn you learn to and you know no matter what has transpired mm-hmm. I said no matter what you have how you have handled this situation mm-hmm. between you and I mm-hmm. I will always love you because my love is going to keep you protected right my yeah. love is going to keep you and yours protected because mm-hmm. of the love that I have for you because it mm-hmm. was coming from a I manifested love hope peace joy understanding and protection Mm-hmm. for your goings in and your goings out because even when you were overseas I was praying for you wow yeah <laughs> even when you were in a war that mm-hmm. you shouldn't have ever been in mm-hmm. I was praying for you even right. when you decided to date someone that wasn't even on your level of, mm-hmm. of, of praying and because you don't you really didn't find God until you had to endure some stuff right and even right. though God was right there with you you didn't mm-hmm. find him because you was too busy dancing with these other spirits right right but I, I still pray for you right and no mm-hmm. matter and I'm like no matter what you have done to me I'm like if you have found this dream woman that sets your soul afire I pray for love peace and joy because I wish no bad right. of you right but what right. you did to me, me, the woman that God sent to help mm-hmm. you, to heal you, and to show you that there is a woman that understands your heart, your mind, and your soul. Yeah. I was too much for you. Of course. Of course. You know, it's it's you know, it's 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 emotional. It's emotional because in that that whole spot in that whole testimony you showed that in your world you have created something with him in mind and I'm not talking about God but I'm talking about that interest that person who decided to walk away and I always say this when they walk away in their mind they're thinking you will be there when I need you you will be there when this person no longer loves me. You will be there when this person kicks me to the curb. You will be there when I have no more partying left to do. You will be there when I have pined after someone else and, and cast you aside. You will be there. And you know what's going to happen? You won't be there. And that's exactly what I said. You know, I said, you know, the thing is how you handled it. Mm-hmm. Because you knew how I felt because I've always been transparent. And mm-hmm. if I told you that I loved you all my life, or I loved you since I was at the age of 15 years old, 
and I looked out for you and Mm -hmm. made sure you was good even at that age I was building love I was sowing seeds of love trust honesty that would keep you on this journey of life but you are so stubborn and you can't see that because your cockiness and your arrogance right being the man Mm -hmm. you can see that and then God brings me back to you after everything that transpired and say okay well here she go again Mm -hmm. and you decide oh I don't need her and yeah. I always say that if if sex is all that a person wants, then I think that a person should be upfront, right, and say this is all I want from you. Mm-hmm. Um, if if friendship is all is all that a person needs from you, then mm-hmm. I think that a person should say, you know what, friendship is all that I need from you, and stay at that level. Don't say all I want is friendship and then start with innuendos. Don't start with friendship and then try to get into that outside of that friend zone and into something else only to be just, you know, friend zoned again. And I think that's the the problem. Um, I was friends with my ex-husband since before we got married and we've known each other since we were 13 years old and um we got together in our late 20s you know what i mean and so um that is different because we literally started out as friends Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that what happened to us our evolution of be becoming lovers and parents and and, and, you know, down the line, divorced and, you know, we were at each other's throats for maybe a few years. And then we kind of just came back together and said, hey, before we became lovers, we were always friends. Exactly. That was something so genuine and so felt that now when I hear someone say, whether it's male or female, after they have experienced the other person say, you know, I just, I just want to be friends. Well, didn't you think about that before you became romantic? Didn't you think that maybe that would have caused a lot more damage to do to a person? If you had just stayed friends, state your intentions. However, sometimes their intentions aren't just to be friends it's to see what you have to offer and if they don't like what you have to offer or they feel that they can get something better or maybe it's just too much that they can backpedal yeah and i think this world from i I don't know maybe from 2005 to now i see a lot of backpedaling from men who say that they're men but the backpedaling displays kids and women who say that they're women but backpedal and it displays of kids so i'm trying to find the disconnect of what happened don't you know what your true intentions are before you go into something and do you always want to look like the good guy but then you know ultimately you look like the piece of shit at the end right because you didn't state what your true intentions were hey if someone came up to me and go hey i just want to have sex you know what i mean i may just be in the mood for just sex 
Exactly. But you didn't come to me with that situation. Because you came at me with your honesty and your truth. You didn't lie. Mm -hmm. You didn't lie. You said, Mm -hmm. no, that's what I just want. I just want us to have sex with each other. Right. And and if if I have the option of being invested. Yeah. And if that's in that season of what I want to do to have sex, then I will do that because you and I both know this exactly what, um, you stated and I agreed upon but don't mm-hmm. don't do don't come in take the love that I have for you mm-hmm. and and put it away for something you think that is better and the mm-hmm. crazy yes. thing about life mm-hmm. the same people you meet going up you see them coming the same down, ones coming down. Mm-hmm. You, you see them coming down and, mm-hmm. and then you realize that <laughs> Everything you ever needed in that woman was always in that woman that you left for the better because you thought that that woman was better than the one that God had sent mm-hmm. to you to heal you, to nourish mm-hmm. you, to grow with you, grow mm-hmm. a, to build a foundation and grow right. a garden, a garden mm-hmm. of love. You know, you y'all were going to plant these seeds together and expand it for mm-hmm. generations to come. Right. That one was there to help you to break those generational curses, or that mm-hmm. man was there to help you break those generational curses. But mm-hmm. because this woman wasn't small enough, or wasn't dark enough, or wasn't light enough, mm-hmm. or because this man wasn't dark enough or light mm-hmm. enough, you blew it. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get that box, you know, that bo- I always tell people be careful about that package, honey. Mm-hmm. How it's all wrapped up. Ooh. Mm-hmm. When you need that package, you know, you and you and you think now that you're in the best season of your life, mm-hmm. but you opening up that package and, and you're like, Ooh, oh, there's a lot this? here. I didn't know all this was like this. What, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? she, what yes. she don't even but, clean up? What, <laughs> but you know what? The funny thing is, I gotta say, it gotta be, I don't know what the disconnect was between 2005 and now because. I came of age in the 90s. I came of age in the 90s and I experienced men differently. And it's this, this, I don't know. I don't know whether it's the generation from the 30s to the mid 40s. I am starting to think that there is something completely just, just skewed because they love these beautiful packages. And these beautiful packages are seriously damaged and toxic, but they're gorgeous on the outside. That's like buying a Mercedes Benz. And I always say this, it's funny how we we, we idolize Mercedes Benz in this country. Mm-hmm. When it's a cab in another country, when it's a taxi in another country, the reason why we pay so much for this Mercedes Benz is because of the shipping. It's because of the shipping from the other country to get to us. We're paying all of that because it's coming from another country. So we get these nice, pretty little boxes and we put ourselves in them and then we give it to the person and we're like, here, take this box. And they're like, oh, it's so pretty. And as they start to unwrap and they open that lid and they go, hmm, what is this? What is this? This is not what I I, I initially signed up for. Yeah. I, I, was telling my, I was having a conversation with my good friend, Bridget. 
Mm-hmm. And I work in the car industry doing mm-hmm. accounting. Mm-hmm. And um, I told, I said, it's amazing how everyone expects me to have a um, a nice foreign car, and I do, but I I drive the car that owns. <laughs> I mm-hmm. drive. I say I drive the car that owns the Audi and the Range Rover. Right. That's a whole lot. That's a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I, I said I and I said you know the crazy thing is everybody wants a Lexus, but the Toyota is the one that owns the Lexus. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, I love my little Honda. Yeah, yeah my little Honda. And you know what? All the parts I can get on the fly. Yeah, <laughs> you you, you driving you driving the car that owns Acura. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. So, you yeah. know, I I find that uh, it's it's funny because I I take time for myself and I process a lot of things and sometimes I don't want to hear another voice. Um, as I'm processing and as I'm preparing myself for healing and you just don't go through loss and then you automatically go through healing Mm -hmm. you process that a process you start to take yeah you start to take inventory of all the things you still have still have my health my mind yeah it might be sad but it's here um, you know, I still have a roof over my head. I still have a job. Um, I still, my son is, you know, still healthy. Um, you know, you start to take mental stock of things in your life, and then you begin the healing process. Nothing is, it comes quick. Nothing comes easy. Um, and if if people look at me and see that smile and think that I've never been through pain before. Um, yeah, it takes time, but what you're seeing is me warrior through yeah, coming through, having my healing time, my time to um, you know, rethink and you know, reinvent myself. Um uh, I remember, you know, just you know coming out of a relationship and completely, you know, being distraught and saying to myself, I have to heal myself mm-hmm. because hurt people hurt, hurt people. And that's very, very true. And when you're going in your hurt, it's a denial that you're telling everybody, I'm happy, I'm good, I don't need, I am good, I am good, until you hurt the next person. And they don't realize they that. don't realize, and they don't realize the damage that they do when they do that. They don't realize it at all. It's amazing um, that you said that. Um, I have. I was in a, a relationship that was mentally and verbally abusive in 2019, and um, and I knew that I was going to snap and be on the news. I know <laughs> that's right. And so I had to put that person out of my home. Um, I had mm-hmm. to sage my home and, mm-hmm. and um, I saged it and um, I prayed over everything and, and I never looked back mm-hmm. and it was because this person had mommy issues and daddy mm-hmm. issues and ex-wife issues mm-hmm. and then when you finally meet someone 
that's whole and, and mm-hmm. understanding of, of life and love and mm-hmm. loyalty you take it and you you try to destroy it but I made a, a, a promise to myself and to God that I would never allow anyone else to put me in a place where I forgot who I was because at that right. time I forgot who I was because mm-hmm. this person didn't want anything out of life just didn't want anything mm-hmm. so I took time um, I haven't been in a relationship. I, I dated someone, mm-hmm. um, but in that in that sense, this person that I dated, God bless the dead, mm-hmm. um, was a woman that just loved women, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's okay to love everyone, mm-hmm. but when you are trying to give yourself to everyone, mm-hmm. you, you are neglecting the one person that you're supposed to give your whole self to. Right. And so when people see me, they automatically think that I, I'm, I'm with a man or I'm, I, I'm there is no man in my life. Mm-hmm. It's just me and my kids, my dog, mm-hmm. my sister. Um, Because I needed time to process the hurt, mm-hmm. the pain the sorrow I had to sit down and say you know what Kanisha what are you grateful for everything that you had when you was in that relationship you still have now you still have your joy you still have your your peace you still have your love you still have your happiness yes you are sad because you are human and your flesh do get weak in this drought you do cry but nothing was nothing was taken away that can't be restored right right and right that's, that's what i want people to understand no matter what drought you are in mm-hmm. nothing can be taken away that, that can't, can't be restored that's correct wow my beautiful sister i, mm-hmm. I thank you so much for um, being on the show tonight and I, I look forward to having you back um, is it anything you would like to say before we close this out tonight? Oh, you know what? It was a pleasure to be here. Um, and, you know, I don't have anything other than, you know, I I wish you, you know, the best in tonight. I know that it's painful. It's going to be painful. Um, for as long as you allow it, but never forget to always have that person. When you think of him, you think of just the good times, phone conversations you guys had, you know, never think about who he was with, you know, and you know, how he lived his life. Just think about how he made you feel at the end of the day with conversations, with text messages, with phone calls. He is still with you. He's not on this plane. He is no longer suffering. This is a waiting room. This is a game. However you want to call this life that we live here, it is just an experience. It is just an experience and we get to do it all over again. So I know that this is a hard time for you because I felt it. That's why I reached out to you today. I just want you to know that I understand you. I overstand you. And I want you to know that I'm always here in your corner if you ever need me. 
thank you my beautiful sister and i likewise i'm always here i'm a phone call away i'm a dm away i I am my sister and you are right i i will i will love this man forever because this man he loved me Mm -hmm. he loved me in a way that i needed to be loved (laughs) yeah he brought it's, a smile. It's yeah, it's hard to find that. Yeah, he brought a smile upon my face. Mm-hmm. Um, we had great conversations, mm-hmm. and 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 we had a friendship. Yeah, and it was a it was a kinship, and it was something that you can't you can't put into words because <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's not hard supposed to be put into words. Words are just man-made. I just know that after all I've been through, I am still standing. Mm -hmm. And I think more than anything that in this drought of mine, I have found so much compassion and understanding about life, journeys, hope, respect, Mm-hmm. respecting the spirit world and respecting the rules of law and nature and gravity and you know I know it's a little deep for others but you mm-hmm. get it I respect, I respect the elements of this earth and I know that because I respect those elements I am guarded I am protected I am watched mm-hmm. over um, I am in the process of healing Yes. from a loss but a loss isn't a loss. It's a lesson. It's a lesson about life. Mm-hmm. The timekeeper gives and the timekeeper takes. And with that, my beautiful sister, mm-hmm. I wish you so much love and peace and joy. Yes, my love. Thank you so much. And likewise, always. Thank you for having. Uh, thank you for being a guest on this show. I thank you so much. Until we meet again, rise, my beautiful Phoenix. Rise, my beautiful. Thank you, my love. Blessings. Blessings, my love. Take care. Bye. Bye, honey.